Welcome to Four Seasons Every Day. I'm Brittany Sutherland. And I'm Amanda Cottrell. We are two North Carolina locals who love the daily adventures of living in the high country. Join us as we explore our local community and discover new ways to elevate the everyday. Welcome to Four Seasons Every Day, Season 4, Episode 3. It's exciting. Here we are. We made it into four seasons. (laughs) Four seasons, four seasons. I love it. Like our name. So today we're really excited to talk with Mr. Robert Kent, who is the Director of Operations at Blue Ridge Energy. And it's kind of funny how we came to this interview. I don't know how many of our listeners have been outside in the summertime and seen a helicopter coming with some big blades attached to the bottom of it. Yes. Have you seen it? Uh, Yes, we have pulled over (laughs) and watched this amazing feat. And so we had to learn more about this. So we're excited for you to hear from Robert Kent and how this operation happens. All right, let's turn to our interview. Hello, Hi Country. We are so glad to have you here today. We are privileged to have Robert Kent. He is the Director of Operations for Blue Ridge Energy. Uh, Robert, welcome to our show. Well, thank you, Brittany. Good to be here. We are so glad to have you. And, um, you know, Blue Ridge Energy is a huge part of the community up here in the high country. So maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and about the role that Blue Ridge Energy plays here in the high country. Okay, Brittany. Well, thank you very much. Um, I, I, myself, uh, Director of Operations, my name is Robert Kent, and I've uh, been working for Blue Ridge for close to 40 years now. Wow. Um, yeah, I've had several different roles. Um, actually started reading meters and have done line work and um, worked through the districts. And um, currently I work with the, dis- the different districts, um, Watauga being one of them, Steve Woodring, and um, uh, just enjoy the high country and, and all they bring to our state. And uh, I enjoy the mountains. I love them. I've been recently to the beach and um, my heart is in the mountains. So. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm, you know, from and where I'm at. We agree. It's a great, great place to live. So, I mean, maybe for people that are new to our area or might not be a local here, how how many miles of power lines does Blue Ridge Energy service and maintain up here? You know, uh, across our system, we have about 8,000 miles of overhead line. Um, in the Watauga District area, I think there's, you know, close to maybe 15 to 1,800 um, something like that in that particular district. Wow, that's a, that's a lot to manage. That that is a lot of lines, and um, you know when the winds get up, and um, as they typically do in the uh, Watauga County, um, they can be treacherous and, and tough at times. Absolutely. So, um, can you tell us a little bit more about what it means to be a member cooperative? I think that might be a bit different from some other um, energy companies uh, here in the States. It is. Um, there are three different types of utilities, electric utilities in the state. Um, there's investor-owned utilities, which would be like a Duke Energy or a Dominion Electric. Um, there's also municipalities, which would be New River Power and Light. Um, the towns own those the state owns those and then there's also um, co-ops which were started um, by members and uh, owned by the members they actually um, elect the board of directors that oversee um, you know the 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 big oversight of the the co-op and then of course um, they hire um, our CEO and then he he goes from there and 
directs um, the electric co-op. Um, so, so really, it's it, the difference being investor-owned utilities are owned by shareholders, and they they um, have to please their shareholders. Um, where a co-op is owned by its members, and you know our members own us, and we want to do as our members would like for us to do, and that's have good reliable power at a good good cost. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, so I'm I grew up here, and uh, one of the things I remember is um, the my dad always putting his vote in. And now mm-hmm. we put our vote in here. Uh, and then the Carolina country, my mom always was pulling a recipe out of that. Do you, do you know anything about that publication throughout the years? You know, I, I do read the Carolina country from time to time. And um, I am actually not a member of, of Blue Ridge. I buy fuel and things like that from Blue Ridge Electric, our subsidiary side of things. Um, but I just know it's a, it's a, very good magazine. Um, it has good recipes in them <laughs> and, yeah. and things like that. Good I articles. Know, <laughs> are good articles. And so um, other than that, I don't know as much about it as, as some others would. But I do think it's nice. It, it just makes it a little more hometown feel. So we appreciate sure. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, one of the few times we think about the power company or the energy company is when we don't have power. but you guys do a great job keeping us in service. And, um, but there are those times when the power goes down. Maybe tell us a little bit about the, the linesmen, the people that, that service us during those power outages and, and how that works. Yeah, I'm glad to do that. Um, you know, we have 16 linemen um, for Blue Ridge that, that work out of the Watauga district. Um, they typically will, will stand or be on call um, we'll have one man on call each night and then they'll have a backup. And typically during the nighttime hours, we always respond with two just for the safety aspect of things and holding the lights and things like that. Um, typically, uh, for outages anyway, trees cause most of our outages, at least 50% of our outages are caused by trees, hmm. which are vegetation management. Um, other Outage causes could be wildlife, which could be squirrels and things like that that you'll see running around, um, which normally they don't live a good part of the when they when they get Aww. up on the transform something, <laughs> you can imagine what happens to the squirrel. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of times outages are caused that unknown outages could be a limb slapping a line. Uh, we have car wrecks and things like that that hit poles. Hmm. Um, and then a lot of equipment. Uh, we have equipment failures sometimes that cause some outages. Um so our linemen respond to those. Uh, Watauga District is is actually a very reliable district for us. We we have four districts, and um, they're always tops in we call it a SADE, which is a System Average Interruption Duration Index, and that's a utility standard that that we use. And uh, Watauga has steadily gotten better and better at that, and uh, they're actually probably second in in our districts in SADE in the past three or four years. Has this been a tougher year than normal for hurricanes? You know, it's it's really um, it hasn't been, believe it or not. Um, mm. The uh, the rain has been a lot more this year, um, mm. and that always makes it hard to get off off the roads with our trucks and things like that. Um, we have had a, a few hurricanes come up, but the wind events have actually been a little bit less this year than in the past. Okay, um, we, we monitor the winds. Um, 
really what gets above 50 miles an hour. Uh, we feel like our system is, is fairly strong up to 50 miles an hour of wind. Uh, when it starts to exceed to the 60 to 65 mile an hour range, then that's when we start having the debris trees fall over and things like okay. that and start causing us more problems. So, okay. um, and that has gradually gotten better for us. We used to look at, you know, 35 to 40 used to give us problems. And now, now it's more of above 50. So that's okay. a good thing. That's just strengthening our system and yeah. hardening our system is what we're trying to do. So. And I guess I'm also remembering from childhood, it seemed do sometimes the, the linemen go to the coast to help or am I making that up in my head? No, no, you're exactly right. And actually, um, in mentioning that, we, we have sent our linemen off um, this past storm. Um, mm-hmm. Actually sent them to this, uh, we call it Energy United, is another cooperative in Rutherford EMC. And then there's a Suryak and EMC, which join us. And all those um, co-ops were hit fairly hard by the recent storm that came through, the recent hurricane. And we mm-hmm. went and assisted them once we get our power restored. Um, we've seen crews off to assist those. We've been to Alabama this year, um, been to Louisiana. Um, our contractors have been to Louisiana a couple times this year. Mm. So it has been a busy year for sending crews off system and not as much on our system. Um, gotcha. So we we, we, we do that. Um, never regret doing that because I always refer back to the 09 ice storm mm. uh, in 09. And I don't know if you remember that or not, but you know we were devastated in the high country. And mm-hmm. uh, Christmas morning, uh, yes. four in the morning, I was opening gifts. I woke my kids up and actually opened uh, their presents because I knew Christmas morning I was going to be out working as long as well as all the other folks at Blue Ridge. Mm-hmm. And um, so I always refer back to that to say we had an additional 300 linemen from the other co-ops and places across the state helping us. Wow. And I always um, am thankful for that and always glad mm-hmm. to be able to go help. The others off system. That's great. It's a nice yeah. family you have. Yeah, it's great to have that reciprocal relationship with other co-ops. Um, you mentioned in one of your previous comments about the the vegetation management team, and I know from your website that you actually have a goal of not only ensuring reliable electricity, but also balancing that with the beauty of what's around here in the high country. And can can you share with us a little bit about how you do that? And, yeah, um, we, believe it or not, we do like trees. <laughs> um, you know, and, and some, some ways we try to do that are, are the low-growth trees, the mountain laurel, the um, dogwoods, um, those type of trees. You know, we don't, we don't cut. Um, normally, they, they are low-growth trees. And so, so going throughout the, the, uh, our miles of line, um, you know, we, we do try to maintain a 30 foot wide right away on our distribution lines transmission is wider but we do try to maintain those rights of ways for the reliability um for the safety of the public and then also for the safety of our linemen that are out working um on the lines during during those times um but we do try to leave the mountain laurels the dogwoods low growth trees under the lines and work around those and um we've also got some tree replacement programs a lot of times uh, our members will grow in. They might put a Leland cypress in or Bradford pear or even a maple or something that's high growth that will be back in our lines really quick for shade trees. And um, so we've got a plan uh, that we the, the member will allow us to. We'll remove those trees and give a tree voucher for a low-growth tree 
um, preferably out of the right-of-way, but if it's in the right-of-way, um, low growth, um, so we can help replace those trees to where it's safe um, for our members, the public, and also for our linemen. That's great. I, re- I remember reading, this has been a while ago, maybe five or six years ago, when not sure if y'all were cutting trees or, or doing something and someone found the the baby red-tailed hawks in the trees. Yes. Do you remember that? I, I do remember um, that. Zach, do you remember Zach that Benfield story? Was in on that. Yes. At, tell our listeners about that. That was a neat well, story. Yeah. Um, so so the red-tailed hawk, um, we I think our members actually pointed those out to us. And you know, we were we were in the area trimming the trees. And so um we actually we actually pulled off of, of removing or trimming those trees until I think um, the hawks, I think they were having babies at the time, if I remember correctly. And so we pulled off of that area and um, had some great pictures with them. And I know Zach Benfield, which is our arborist, um, uh, is a, you know, loves the outdoor life and was really taken with those and um, watched them grow. And, and nurture and, and leave their nest. That is wonderful. That's great. That's great. So um, what? one of the things that piqued our interest was this summer, which of course, if, you know, we're recording this in fall of 2020, but it'll probably come out in 2021. But summer of 2020, um, you know, we all were in the middle of staying at home a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, but then absolutely. If you have children, you know, that can be challenging. And so, lo and behold, uh, one week, here came a helicopter with something dropped down on it. It looks like it had big saw blades. Can you tell us what was going on there? Yeah, you know, um, that that has been a, uh, a generate a lot of conversation with the members and um you know, helicopters, when they fly across anyway, they make a loud noise and you hear them and they pique your interest. And I, I always look up at them, um, you know, and see, well, what's going on there? And um, the utility industry and the right-of-way reclearing industry has struggled through the years um, just with the um, skilled labor that it takes to climb trees. Um, we can't get a bucket truck to everything on, on trimming the trees, especially up in the high country. So we have to do a lot of climbing to trim our side trimmer trees and um the skilled labor has just gradually gone away um as through the years and so we've been struggling to get our, our trees and a right-of-way recleared and um one of our um uh vendors said well have you considered trying a, a helicopter to to trim the right-of-way and we said well we haven't really tried that but we'd consider looking at it and so we went and, and viewed the helicopter. Um, we first started doing our transmission lines, our right-of-ways are, are wider, and the clearance from the uh, power lines are, is more. So we started there and um, found a really good pilot, um, a good company that does this. And um, so we've been uh, re-clearing our distribution rights-of-ways now with the helicopter. And you're exactly right. It's a helicopter with 10 saws. The blades, circular blades. Wow. <laughs> that that hang down. Um, it's got a, a little Briggs and Stratton motor on top of them, uh, on top of the saw that hangs down from the helicopter about 50 feet. And it drives with belt drives, drives these 10 circular saw blades. And um, so they're able to side trim the trees and get in a lot of areas. Um, and it clears the overhang actually better. Um, 
go up and if you could imagine climbing a tree up to the top of it, you know, 110, 120, 130 feet high and being on the side of a slope, uh, you know, to do that, it's a lot of skill, a um, lot of safety concerns there. And so mm-hmm. the helicopter is able to do that um, a lot faster. It, it is um, expensive to do, but in the long run, we, we found it to be just about equal um, with the folks that are able to climb the trees and actually safer for them. And um, we're able to get our program, uh, you know, all of our reclearing done that throughout the year uh, even better. So it's been a good thing for us. Uh, yeah. And it's generated a lot of, just like you're saying, it's generated a lot of um, <laughs> questions and a lot of, uh, you know, picture taking. And uh, yeah. I was out with them one time and we were dropping the debris in the roads and we were, you know, cleaning up that debris. We've got chip crews that follow behind them. And normally we'll, we'll run four or five chip crews to keep up because he puts a lot of debris down. Yeah. And we had that going on. We had a road closure. Um, we actually had a, a, a limb that got across the power lines. The wind was blowing a little bit that day and it, it blew one of the limbs across the power line. And so it was shorting the line out. And then all of a sudden here comes somebody driving up videoing all, of, <laughs> all at the same time. And so, um, you know, the safety work zone around that area, we don't be mean. We don't mean to be mean, but we've got to secure that for everybody's safety. Oh, and yeah. A lot going on when that helicopter's going, but yeah. it does generate a lot of excitement. And it's been good um, from the cooperative standpoint of our vegetation management program. And, and it's been better for reliability. We've seen good results um, behind the helicopter for the reliability of the vegetation. So. So is someone uh, on a walkie-talkie, or what do you do, like, to talk yeah. to the pilot? Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. Um, the pilot has a headset on, and so he's in constant communications. Um, there's there's two on the ground, and constant communications with the ground crews. And then, believe it or not, he has to always has to be constant communication with his fuel truck because he gets up working, and he kind of loses track of time. <laughs> <laughs> and about every 30 minutes, he has to go fuel. Wow, so the that fuel often. truck is also, also um, reminding him, okay, how's your fuel? How's your fuel? How's your fuel? Constantly. So he doesn't run out of fuel. So it's, it's a lot going on. And, you know, our altitude in the high country um, and the heat sometimes um, puts a strain on the helicopter. So we really, um, they're they're clearing out in the um, 221 area out near Grand grandfather mountain right now mm-hmm. and we've had some issues with the elevation um, you know we have to pick our times uh, also with the wind we have to pick our times to where we can do the helicopter work up in the, the high country hmm. now I'm, I'm assuming he has to to land to refuel he does and uh, and the saw goes where <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying to, a, I'm trying to picture this yeah that, that is a good question um the saw actually flexes so uh-huh. um he will land and and kind of put the saw down then kind of move the helicopter forward so the the saws and they they actually lay flat but you know he touches them with the ground and then he kind of moves the helicopter forward so everything just kind of lays flat so it takes a pretty good landing zone for the helicopter and that's another thing we have to work out is you know a good landing zone because we want to do it out of the community so we doesn't have to transfer so far to get fuel Mm-hmm. So we ended up uh, with a pretty good wide landing zone. The helicopter landing, in, and he has to have a fuel truck there to fuel the helicopter. So it's it's quite an organization to, to watch all that take place. Um, it yeah. sounds like a great uh, kids field trip. 
Yeah, there you go. I'm serious. I mean, you know how far away? Yeah, far, yeah. From a from a safe distance. I mean, sure. just add yeah. add this to the list of careers mm-hmm. you didn't know you could do. Yeah. I think I think we saw that we saw the helicopter throughout. You know, kind of from a distance, and then there was one day. We were still in school, so I guess it was back in May, honestly, mm. when we saw it. And it, you know, I was like, well, that sounds close. And so we have sort of a valley across, you know, our street where you couldn't get a truck, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. here he came. And what did I do? Yes, I got my video camera. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fascinating. I mean, we weren't anywhere close, but it was as close as, you know, we had seen it. And mm-hmm. just seeing those limbs come off, I mean, it was really interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it is. It, it does. Um, you know, there's certain lines that um, lines tend to, or the, the trees tend to grow over the lines and will have overhangs. So um, he, he will cut. Believe it or not, he'll try to cut at least a, like a foot every pass so the limbs don't fall down on big pieces, fall down and slap the lines too hard. Um, oh, yeah, we, do, we, is... we do cause a lot of blinks when this is going on. Um, we cause some algaes when this is going on. And, of course, we have a lineman at all times with them. So if we have any algaes, then they can restore fairly quickly. Normally within 10 to 15 minutes, the power is back on when we're doing this work. So. Um, it's been a learning experience, but we've gotten better at it, and it's uh, really working well for us. Just another tool for us in our vegetation management program. I love that. Well, we have one more question we ask all of our guests. We'd like okay. to know, what are you loving about the high country these days? What am I loving about the high country these days? You know, we just went through the fall season and uh-huh. um, the the leaf changing the color, and, and I don't know if it was as great this year or not. I, I've heard mixed stories about it for me. Um, I live in Lenore, but we go up to high country. Um, I won't say the restaurants we go to, but uh, my wife loves peppers and we go there a lot, it seems like, <laughs> and um, eat there. Uh, but for me, I guess it's it's probably the hiking. Uh, we do we do a lot of hiking out, um, the Limble side things and um, we took a hike the other day off up Edgemont that way, and um, it was absolutely beautiful. Strings crystal mm-hmm. clear, and typical high country, you know. Um, and there were there was even a lot of people there, but everybody was social distancing well, and everybody was having a great time. And um, you know, what a better way if you can't um, really get out and do some things we've been doing to get out and enjoy, um, you know, the high country, the beauty, and those things. So. That's me. I love that. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. I love that answer. That's awesome. Well, Robert, we just thank you so much for sharing with us about Blue Ridge Energy today. And we just appreciate everybody there. And we hope you'll pass that on for us. Okay, Amanda Brady. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. A big shout out to Justin Jones at Sonic Depository for writing our music and producing our show. We hope we have elevated your everyday in the high country. For more adventures, head over to fourseasonseveryday.com. See you next time.